I bring you today's episode with vexation. I am pissed. And I'm pissed because people judge other people when they have no business judging other people. People judge other people without empathy. People on social media especially just open their mouths. Wow. And talk anyhow. I'm going to read you two tweets and responses to those tweets. And those tweets I found on Instagram last night, I believe, through... um, I don't remember the account now. Maybe Muslims of the World, but they have this um, Muslim Twitter series or Muslims on Twitter series. I'm not sure what it's called, but I posted them to my stories. And yeah, reading them in a bit. So the first tweet I came across said, Saying you're a hijab, saying you're on a hijab journey is just an excuse for you to avoid acknowledging you're practicing it wrong. You're in denial. Be honest with yourself. And someone replied and said, you can say you're on a hijab journey and acknowledge that you're not wearing it correctly. Such comments like these can deter sisters who have just started wearing or are struggling with the hijab. It makes them feel like they're not worthy enough and so may end up removing it. Okay, before I move on to the other tweet, let's talk about this hijab thing. Um, so recently on Twitter as well, perhaps it was yesterday or the day before, I saw people talking about a sister who took off her hijab because of content creation. <sighs> My goodness, I don't know who this person is. Um, and it turns out, or I learned later recently, um, that it was most likely on Instagram. So she's an Instagram content creator and people are coming to Twitter to say, oh, she took off her hijab cause of content creation. The first thing that comes to my mind is, okay, so how are you 100% sure this is why she's taking the hijab off? And I'll tell you why I say that, right? You can't assume When I was in Enugu and, um, I mean, I didn't grow up wearing the hijab, first of all. I started wearing the hijab um, in a place where there were hardly ever any other Muslims. Like, I I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I don't remember ever seeing, just randomly seeing a Muslim woman on the streets wearing hijab. And it was in that environment that I decided to start wearing the hijab. And there was no day I would go out with the hijab that I wouldn't get stared at. And I wouldn't get comments. And if I got so used to it that when I eventually moved to Abuja and people were not staring at me on the streets, <laughs> you know, like I was like, what's wrong, man? It was, I was, it was so freaking obvious, like a, a real change of, you know, environment and everything. <sighs> and I'm able to laugh about it now, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't always funny. But I'm saying this because imagine. I was in that environment. And after putting on the hijab, maybe the pressure got me to take it off again. 
and maybe at the same time, I was also a content creator. And maybe I started creating content around the time that I started wearing the hijab. And then I decided to take it off. And you not knowing my background, what I'm going through, would say, oh, I'm taking it off because I want to create content. So that's one, right? You don't know the reason why she's taking it off. I mean, obviously, as Muslims, um, we know that the hijab is something that a Muslim woman should do. And we don't want to see Muslim women taking off the hijab. It's heartbreaking. But, but, number one, you cannot conclude. You don't know, you, you, you haven't heard all the sides of the story. You haven't heard her side of the story. You don't know what it is that she's going through. You don't know what is going on in her head, in her mind. And the second thing I have an issue with is instead of coming from a place of empathy, people come from a place of accusations and finger pointing and it's just very negative energy and bad vibes. Like, I really need you to think about how you feel when you hear news like that. Do you feel sorry for the person? Do you feel angry at them? Do you feel empathy for them? Do you want to understand why? How exactly do you feel? Because I think that how you feel is a very good indication for the kind of person that you are. Having been on the hijab journey myself and knowing that it is only Allah who guided me in that environment to put on the hijab and to even study Islam and to come to love it because being born a Muslim doesn't mean that you're going to practice it. Every single person that I have spoken to who practices Islam, they do so not because their parents forced them to or whatever, but because they chose to do that. They studied on their own and they chose that. So yeah. If you're the kind of person who is going to point fingers first and come on Twitter, even before you have reached out to the, soul, to the person, ugh, if I please don't reach out to anybody who removes the hijab just to, you know, talk trash in their DMs. Don't do that. But, I mean, you haven't heard the story and you're coming on social media to trash talk. Moving on. The second tweet I saw. Unpopular opinion. Mental health doesn't exist when your iman is high enough. Someone responded saying, people with this opinion is the reason why Muslims with depression, suicidal thoughts, and other serious mental health problems are afraid to speak up, further deepening the taboo within the community. Mental health is very real and should be taken as seriously as physical health. This is 2023. This is 2023. Uh, and you would think that everybody would at least understand that mental health is a serious issue. But it all ties into the same topic of Muslims not having empathy for other Muslims. And one hadith I tend to remember a lot these days is the hadith 
that says, and um, I can't quote it verbatim, sorry. But there's a hadith where the Prophet wasalam, said that your faith is incomplete until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. Again, I'm not sure I'm quoting it correctly, but you get the gist. And in my understanding of the hadith, it's not even just talking about, it's not talking about your biological brother, right? It's talking about other Muslims. And I think it's also talking about human beings in general, regardless of their race, religion, whatever. And what does it mean to really love if you cannot even have empathy for someone you would regard as a sister or a brother in faith? As a response to, um, I believe it was the first tweet, one of my friends on Instagram responded and I mean, she sent me voice notes and a message and I thought um, her messages were really well put together. So I asked her permission to share. She said, these days I just pray for people and that suffices for me. Ever since I started studying tafsirs, I've come to understand clearly that there is something called hidayah, the guidance that Allah puts in the person's heart. And Allah is the only source of that guidance. No matter how many preachings a person hears, Hidayah is what ultimately makes it easy for them to follow the right path. And whoever Allah doesn't grant that can never be guided. It makes me understand why we continue to pray for Allah's guidance every day in Surat al-Fatiha. I don't think this deen is a type you should go and be writing epistles about people's shortcomings and issues because we don't even know what's ahead of us too. And it doesn't mean that whatever they've done is right, but it's really easier to help by making dua for them and other beneficial things. I hope you understand what she's saying, and I agree 100%. We also need to think about how the Prophet would have approached an issue like this. Yes, there are people who would say, oh, this person is not like they're hiding their sin. They've come out in the public to do this thing, which is obviously wrong. But does that give you the right to also go on social media and shout it and retweet it and talk about how you feel about whatever it is that they did? Does it mean that you cannot be empathetic? I don't think so. I'm going to just end this episode here um, and say that in this age of social media, we need to be super careful. And that goes to myself as well. It can be hard. It can be tough. I mean, you just want to go on Twitter and spill your feelings about whatever. But sometimes you need to mind your business. And sometimes you need not be the antagonist 
and i mean this evening on twitter i came across a tweet where this guy said something about women whose husbands take a second wife and how they shouldn't feel hurt because if they feel hurt it's got he's saying more about the kind of person they are and it's got more to do with their egos and yada 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 and i'm like my goodness like the way he puts that whole thing it just lacks so much empathy and it just it was just i thought it was quite frankly unfair and ridiculous Sometimes what you need to do is actually just put yourself in people's shoes. Second thing you should try to do is think about how the Prophet wasallam might handle a situation like that. Would he come online and talk like that? I pray that Allah guides me, that Allah guides you. Guide us to the straight path and don't you ever for a second ever think that, oh, you have been guided, you're good because you cannot know 100% that you are always on the right path or that you always will be. I've heard of people who live their entire lives as practicing Muslims and last minute, they just give it up. We do not know what lies ahead of us. So I think we should be very careful about how we think about and speak about the slip-ups of others. And I remember listening to a lecture by Numan Ali Khan recently, where he was talking about a young Muslim um, who went to study and he ended up leaving Islam. And, I mean, everybody in the mosque, they basically, they went from loving him to... I don't know if it was as deep as hating him, but you know they were really horrible about it. You know they were very angry and they were upset and everything. And Numan said he went to the Quran seeking answers, and what he found was, "Don't leave him. Don't leave him." And he just stayed in touch with the guy. You know, not not preaching to him or anything like that. Just stayed in touch. And sometime later, maybe a couple of years, the next time he sees this guy, he's praying at the mosque again. Maybe it wasn't his keeping in touch that kept him on the straight path or that made Allah to guide the boy back. But who knows? If there's anything you take out of this episode today, it is, or at least I hope that it is, that empathy is very important and that sometimes it's better to not just say anything, just move on. You don't have to make a comment about everything there is to make a comment about especially if it's negative. And when you do find a Muslim or see a Muslim who is doing something that they shouldn't be doing, change it with your own hand if you can. Of course, it's going to depend on the situation. 
depending on who and depending on the situation, again, talk to them with empathy, coming from a place of empathy and love. Sometimes the best thing to do is just to make dua for them. Just make dua for them and leave it at that. And you don't necessarily have to cut ties with them depending on who the person is to you. Don't abandon them or think that their case is hopeless or whatever it is. Just make dua for them. Wish them the best. And always remember that you never really know. You never really might understand how it is that they go to that point or why they go to that point. And again, make dua for them. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, hope it was worth your time. Ciao.